0: broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studio it's the ramsey show where debt is dumb cash is king and the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the bmw as the status symbol of choice we help people build wealth do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships christina ellis ramsey personality is my co-host today we're going to be joined by you from all across America as we talk about you right in front of you. We'll talk about your life and your money. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Teddy is with us in New York City. Hi, Teddy. How are you? Hey, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Thank you for having me on the show
1: again. I called you last year to get a little guidance in terms of my career and whatnot, especially financially um and just to kind of remind you you told me to potentially hold off on my masters um i'm going to be pursuing that due to the fact that i just got engaged over the summer and uh my fiance has one more year in the same school so we're just going to finish up our degrees her undergrad and me grad school and then head to the beautiful state of florida um but my goal long term is to have a good career and more importantly to have financial stability ideally in the aspect of real estate passive income and whatnot um, I have no real guidance in that regard, so I'd love to get your take on it.
2: What's your master's in?
1: Uh, mechanical engineering.
2: And what what career are you pursuing after this?
1: Uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. Do you have uh, a job already designed. lined up? I had a couple um, for this for this year, um, but like I said, I decided to just get my master's. Um, it just didn't seem reasonable to take a job for one year and then you know head to a different state. Okay. Um, in addition to that, my, uh, master's degree only costs less than 14 K for the whole program. Um, and I'm currently debt free as well. So, um, it's something that I can reasonably pay off while I'm in school.
2: That's awesome. How did you pay for your education?
1: Um, predominantly through scholarships and some financial aid. Um, uh, I'm in New York, so there's a lot of that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's I'm, all, I'm all for you buying, buying some real estate, um, uh, but when idiots on the Internet say real estate is passive income, that means they've never owned any. Because there's nothing passive about dealing with renters and heat and, right. air, heat and air that goes out and roofs that leak. And a coach department shows up and wants to shut you down because somebody across the street cut a sewer line. Uh, there's nothing passive about managing real estate. Nothing whatsoever. You want passive, buy a mutual fund. They'll just put the check in your mailbox and you won't think anything about it. But real estate ain't passive. Um, It's very active. Uh, Even if you're managing the managing company, they've still got to call you and approve the $8,400 new heating and air system that blew up. Or the other day, I had a $26,000 one go out on one of our commercial buildings. Didn't feel passive to me at all. So um, anyway, I love real estate. Please enjoy the idea that this is going to be some hassle factor that other investments don't have. It does give you a better rate of return that other investments don't have. But when I hear someone say passive income and real estate in the same sentence, it means they've been on get-rich-quick websites because they make it sound like, oh, well, the renters will just pay for it. Uh, Nope, you're going to pay for it. Maybe the renters pay you. Uh, That's how it works in the real world. So, you know, go buy you some real estate after you get your life started and pay cash for it after you get your home paid off and after you get your 401ks and other stuff started. But um, uh, this idea that you're going to build a portfolio of uh, heavily debt ridden real estate and the renters are all going to make you rich is, is so freaking laughable that it makes my head spin. And it's all by people who have never done it before.
2: Well, and you're in such a good spot right now. You went through college debt-free. You're walking straight into baby steps four, five, and six. I think that's really where your focus needs to be right now. Real estate Mm -hmm. can happen someday, but focus on retirement, starting Mm -hmm. out, Mm -hmm. and, and get that primary residence in place and pay that off. Once you get to that spot, then we can start talking about really investing in real estate for profit. But you've got some very clear steps ahead. And if you do that right, you're going to really, especially at the age you're at right now, set yourself up for success versus getting kind of lost in this get rich quick world that's so prevalent right now. Like you said, on TikTok and Instagram, it's like very, very popular, but it's also really leading a lot of new grads down some crazy routes.
0: Yeah. And sometimes people misunderstand my sarcasm or anger at that stuff. Like it's because it disagrees with me. That's not it at all. It's I know what it's going to do to you. When they mislead you, and you people listening, go along with some of this stupid butt stuff that is out there. It, you're gonna you're gonna end up like I did in my twenties, broke. I followed the same siren song, the exact same one. Only it was just the 1980s version, okay. And I, I, and oh, Dave, you just didn't understand. Listen, honey, I uh, believe me. If there's only if there's one thing I know how to do, it's numbers, okay. So I completely understood, it, and I did it with great gusto. Uh, starting from nothing in three years, I had over a million dollar net worth, 125 properties. Okay. So starting from nothing in three years. So I didn't half but do it. I did it all out. I mean, <laughs> you do a in. PhD in DUMB and i knocked it out in a short period of time, you know? So, and here's the thing I discovered, Christine, I've not directed at him, by the way, for you, sir, you are an engineer, which is the number one Mm-hmm. Of all careers, most likely to be a millionaire when we studied millionaires. Number one was engineer. Number two was accountant. Number three was teacher. Okay, so you, you got a lot of good stuff on your side. Just don't fall into get rich quick. So in our day, they they didn't call it passive income. They called it nothing down. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that wrote the book called the book was called Nothing Down. It was a best selling book, and, and and a whole bunch of people, including me, followed a lot of his strategies on buying a house with no money. Because that's precisely how much money I had, none. So that's all I could use. So I used other people's money, OPM, talked the bank into 100% financing 90-day notes. I bought a property, made money on it, bought another property, made money on it. Every time I made money on it, the banker gave me more money. It was a nice formula and until it wasn't nice anymore. And uh, you know, uh, a few years later, the guy that wrote the book went into bankruptcy. Ouch. I joined a group, an investors group, a real estate investors group that were following this guy's, he put together groups in cities that were following this guy's guidelines and got to be friends with a bunch of guys. We would, you know, one of us, we couldn't do a deal. We find a deal. We find somebody else to do the deal. We give it to one of our buddies, right? And we swapped it around. There was about, uh, I was probably 60 people in that group that were doing this stuff actively. Ten years later, from the time we all started that, how many of them were still buying real estate and not broke? None, nobody made it. Not oh. one. I take that back. Two guys made it, but the reason they made it was they woke up watching the rest of us go broke, and they turned a whole bunch of their properties, took the equities, and paid off the rest. They became debt free, and they came out of it with about thirty percent of the property, but it was all debt free instead of leverage to their eyeballs. And they, 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 you know, they, re, they reverse engineered and got out with the skin by the skin of their teeth and i I ran into one of those guys the other day that was 30 years ago he's still buying real estate and he's still healthy but he was one of the few smart enough to look at the rest of us and going these fools are all going broke doing the same thing and i was one of those fools so you know but you find people get rich in real estate they're not ones that leverage up to their eyeballs it's hard to find somebody follows this passive income crap and 10 years later is not broke it's very difficult to find 10 years later a real estate investor that follows that plan, they're, they're, they're very rare. They're unicorns.
2: But you can still invest in real estate with pay cash. Pay cash for it. I, I mean, cash for it. look at you now. I own a bunch estate. of real
0: estate, but just pay cash for it and, and grow slower. And don't try to go follow all this mind-numbing, get-rich-quick stuff.
3: Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: Thank you for joining us America. Christina Alice Ramsey Personality is my co-host today. Have you ever com- noticed that when you commit to change in one area of your life, it becomes easier to make progress in the other areas? I've met a lot of people on their journey to building wealth who accomplished other amazing things along the way like losing 50 pounds. Finding a career they love, overcoming stress and anxiety—what seems impossible becomes possible when you have a smart plan and you turn up the focus and intensity on your goals. That's why we're bringing Smart Conference to Dallas, Texas, on Saturday, October twenty-second. Some of the leading thought leaders uh, and uh, leading thought leaders—some of the thought leaders in every major area of your life—best-selling authors. Will be there speaking? Christina Ellis, right to my right, number one best-selling author, Ramsey personality, will be speaking for the first time at Smart Conference. Uh, Dr. John Deloney, uh, in the area of mental health, own your past, change your future. Number one best-selling author, Ken Coleman, from Paycheck to Purpose, on the area of career. George Camel, uh, one of the most exciting new Ramsey personalities, will be on stage. Rachel Cruz, number one best-selling author, three times over. I'll be there, and uh, Craig and Amy Groeschel from Life Church in Oklahoma City will be, Pastor Craig will be speaking on marriage there. October 22nd, it is the only live event with tickets left this fall. Everything else is sold out all over America. Thank you, America. We just came back from two sold-out back-to-back events in Phoenix, Arizona, a little bit earlier this week. Thank you to our KTAR listeners and other folks that came in for that event. We appreciate you very much. It was uh, lights out amazing evenings, so thanks for being with us. You can get your tickets for this uh, smart conference. You'll be smarter. It's all day long. It's only 35 bucks. You would pay more than $35 to hear any one of these people speak. Uh, that's almost free is what that is. And so October 22nd, get your tickets now, uh, RamseySolutions.com slash events. Thomas is with us in Denver. Hey, Thomas, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Uh, Hi, Dave. Hi, Christina. Thank you for taking my call today. Sure. Um, I, I have to tell you, I'm going to try to get through this call. I am definitely compromised. Um, I've been listening to you for a very, very long time, Dave, and, um, I'm 43 and widowed as of eight weeks ago.
0: Oh my. Um,
4: Unexpected. Um, I have a disabled six year old daughter and a 10 year old boy. Um, and, uh, I'm calling because, um, I am just beyond grateful to you. Um, uh, sorry, I'm nervous. It's um, okay. and, uh,
0: what happened I can then? talk
4: to people now, which, is, okay. what which happened, is great. What happened to your wife? Uh, so, um, she had an unexpected and sudden heart attack in her sleep. Wow. And, um, I found, uh, I found her, so uh, our daughter's disabled, so she usually co-sweeps um, with my daughter, and I work late. We were doing the, um, we're in the phase of our life where we have young kids, and she had the full-time job, and then I would work nights and weekends doing, like, Uber and part-time stuff, and I would take care of her uh, during the day by my son, and that worked for us. And um, so I came home late one Friday night. Uh, which, excuse me, which happens from time to time. And, uh, I really wish I hadn't gone out that night, obviously. Um, not that I could have done anything, but I just would have liked to have been home. But, um, so in the morning I usually sleep in cause I'm, I'm working late and it was just odd because I didn't hear the pitter patter of my daughter's feet, uh, you know, running around the house and the cupboards and dishes and stuff. And I was like, that's weird. And so I I uh, was in a spare bedroom and I walked in and I heard the kids kind of giggling, and and I was like, huh. So I, I got up and I went into the master bedroom and the kids were on the other side of her uh, playing, and wow. when I saw Mary, I knew right away, obviously what happened, and it's like, oh my, uh, just the worst, obviously. And Thomas, I, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. I I looked at my boy and my daughter, and um, I, and I looked back to my wife. And these are microseconds. And um, I he says to me, uh, he says, "Daddy, I think she's still sleeping." And I, whew, that one, yeah, that one got me. Um, and then I uh, I picked them up and I took them into the yeah. uh, his bedroom and shut the door. And I just lost it. I couldn't even... Uh, well, sure. I couldn't get my fingers to dial 911, you know? Like, sure. Hey,
0: Thomas, how long were you all married?
4: Uh, almost 18 years and together oh. for 23. Um, oh, goodness. So, yeah, it's not part of the plan to no. be widowed at 43, right? No, that's um, for sure. So, um, let me shake this out. So, the reason why, again, I'm calling is because uh, I, I really do think that if you didn't save my life, you at the very least have calmed the worst season of my entire life. And I sincerely thank you. And I, I, life insurance stuff is some of it has come in and, um, some of it is still being worked out. Um, I, I did the recommended amount that you'd mentioned and, um, I, I know what to do. That's not my question today. I, I know the plan. I know what to do. Uh, we were on, we were on steps four five and six, Um, and you know, just plugging away. And, um, and, uh, so obviously, you know, her life is cut short, so everything's changed, but I am taking that six months to a year. Uh, and I'm allowed to do that because of your plan. So I can, I can grieve my, my wife Mm. uh, without having to, you know, go to work or, or whatever. So I know I said it, but I, I just wish that everybody would really take to heart, because I've I've heard the call that I'm making right now dozens of times on your show, and it gets me every time. And I would just say to your audience, wherever you are right now, if you have life insurance, check it. Check it yearly to make sure it's in good standing and it's the amount that you need. And then also um, sit down with your spouse once a year and go over all the stuff, because that's what Mary and I would do. I was the nerd. She was the free spirit and um we would have our budget meetings um and we got to the point where you know it was just finely tuned and I would handle basically everything and she would I would show her everything that was going on so that she was in the know and um I even made a a a spreadsheet Dave like I thought I was going to go first I didn't think it'd be this early we would have this but I was like okay, Mary, here's where you go on my computer. You click this and you just go from, you know, number or number one to 30. And then this is all of our bills, everything, uh, our tax person, everything, everything, everything. And so that you don't even have to think about it. You just, just go from one step to the next. Um, and then, you know, that's, that was the best. So the irony is I'm following my plan, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: So you're doing the one to 30.
4: Yeah, I'm doing the one to 30. Yeah. Brother, and, thank um, you.
0: Thank you for calling and yeah, heart. I'm so sorry. Um,
4: yeah, um, whew, I, I, I guess that's it. I, you and I, Dave, have been friends for a very long time. You just don't know it. Um, and if you don't believe me, you can ask all my friends. They'll tell you all about it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm honored. You know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be your friend. And um,
4: Yeah, thank you. I'll thank tell you, you. I'll tell you um, what we're going to
0: do. We're going to have Kelly pick up, and we're going to set you up with one of our Ramsey coaches at No Charge just to make sure you're 1 through 30. Um, give you uh, s- some other folks looking over your shoulder, uh, just to love you right now and give you a hug. And um, you know, I, I bet your one through 30 is perfect, but uh, we'll we'll walk with you some more here, because that's what friends do. And um, but thanks for sharing your story. And I'm I'm so sorry. What a horrible thing to go through.
2: Yeah, I'm so sorry for your loss, and I'm just so grateful for you calling and and kind of leading that segment and walking people through what they need to know. Obviously, that's, you know, everybody's nightmare and such a scary thing, but I'm so glad you were prepared that you had life insurance in place, that you had the 1 through 30, and I think this conversation is going to help a lot of people have that conversation with their spouse.
0: One way you say I love you to your family is make sure life insurance is in place. That's one way you do it, and uh, you know that's true when you sit in a situation like he is. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Christina Ellis, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Andrew and Taylor are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. hey.
3: How's it going? We're
0: doing great. How are you? Better than we deserve. Where do y'all live?
5: Over in Frederick, Maryland, uh, closer to Middletown. Okay. Wonderful. Yep. Good to have you guys. And how much debt have you paid off? We've paid off $58,123.79. Good for you. How long did that take?
3: 18 months.
5: Good. And your range of income during that time? About sixty-three thousand up to eighty-five thousand. Good. Boy, you guys got with it. Oh yeah. That's pretty impressive. What kind of debt was the fifty-eight grand? Uh, most of it was student loans, uh, but we did have a, a car loan, some tiny medical debts. A uh, we even borrowed on a phone, and uh, of you course know, you did. Of course we did. Yep.
0: Wow.
3: Got to have those iPhones, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what happened eighteen months ago that woke you guys up and you said, "Okay, game on." Well, we uh, we both grew up in
5: households that, uh, you know, our our parents worked very hard and they worked very hard. They would often work multiple jobs to make ends meet, but they live paycheck to paycheck and, um, you know, they would use credit cards, use all, all the loans and everything. And, um, you know, we grew up as we moved into our You know, early adulthood, we did the same thing. We did the same thing that we had saw modeled. Sure. Sure. So we got the student loans, we got the car loans, we got the credit cards, all those things, and uh, that pursued. You know, it moved into our marriage as we, you know, got married in 2018. Um, About two and a half years into our marriage, we looked up and realized, you know, we weren't doing any intentional money goals, Um, and so, you know, we would. Get the money that we got in every month. We just kind of spend whatever we want, and then if there happened to be a few bucks left over at the end, we'd throw that into a savings account. And uh, you know, after a couple years of that, uh, we had a friend. Our friend Emily uh, was the person that kind of plugged the Ramsey bug into our ear. She she first started with Taylor, and uh, you know, was saying, "Hey, there's this guy Dave Ramsey. You should probably look into to work in the plan." And uh, that was something that her family had been working on. And so Taylor brought it up to me. And I was like, you know, I don't know about this. He Uh, shut it down. Yeah, (laughs) I I, I did shut it down. So I was the one that shut it down. Uh, But around that same time, you know, spring, summer of 2020, I actually uh, decided I wanted to apply to be a police officer at a couple of our local uh, departments. And part of the application process was actually listing all of your debts and totaling yep, it up. Yep, I are didn't you know a, that. Are
0: you a security risk? Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. And so that I didn't know that at the time, but when that happened, um, that was the first time I had done that. I never totaled up my debt. I had never totaled up her debt, and definitely not totaled up the two of our debts together. And so when I saw that number kind on of, the paper, uh, oh crap! Moment. Oh crap! And so I felt all that anxiety and that risk that she had been trying to communicate to me for those past couple oh, years. Well phrased. And I, I just said that's it game on we're gonna do this <laughs> so, and our
3: finances were separate up were, until that yes. point point yeah. and so we just like got married and we're like oh you know what it's just easier like I have my own account you have your own account like you'll pay these bills I'll pay these bills like we'll let's be just be roommates go. Yeah. yeah
0: yep <laughs> That's you share mustard yeah yep so so you uh, then the Dave Ramsey na- the Ramsey bunch comes back up and you get plugged in huh yeah
3: yeah, so we just started, you know, once Andrew was on board, I was like, okay, awesome, gay mom. but we had never done a budget before. Like, I don't think both of our, any of our parents were on budgets. And so we sat down and I think what really got us is we totaled up how much we spent on eating out and like goodness. coffee and groceries the <laughs> month before. We're like, oh my gosh, how is this even possible? We're two people. And so once we sat down um, and before this, like sometimes like we thought a good month was like, oh, we have $500 left over at the end of the month, let's put that in savings. And I think once we actually did our budget, we had like, I think like $2,500 that mm-hmm. was like extra that we really didn't need to spend. And we were like, Oh my gosh, like what have we been doing with yeah, this yeah. $2,000 <laughs> like before? Um, so we just got really, as you like to say, gazelle intense. Um, and so, um, we started door dashing was probably like our number one side hustle. Um, and so we would work our normal job eight to 10 hours and then pack our food. That was like kind of, we'd pack our food for dinner and like go and DoorDash to like 10 or, 11 o'clock at night and then um, Andrew did some random whoever like needed something fixed at their house mm-hmm. he was like oh I'll jump on that for yep. some extra money and every um, dollar yeah yep. so yep. I babysat and um, pet set just kind of whatever but what's um, the
0: story on the t-shirts
3: yeah, yeah. Andrew you can
0: so,
5: so we put these together because um, the why is the most important reason that we did this because it's not getting out of debt is a math thing but it's not just a math thing. you can run the math out all day, but the hope the motivation behind what you do is the thing that's going to keep going and keep pushing you forward and so when we sat down, we realized that hey, we grew up in these households that you know didn't model that financial fitness they they loved us to death and they they got us a lot you know and they taught us an amazing work ethic but we don't we want something different for our future kids Mm. and so that hope that was our why and that's what kept us going on the days when we were exhausted you know leaving our normal job and going out to
0: doordash until midnight or you know for those of you listening on the radio it says it's not just a math problem it's also a hope problem and on the back it says solve for freedom Ah.
2: hashtag debt free hashtag debt free hashtag debt free Man, you guys are changing your family tree. That is just so cool. And I love that your story, you guys were living so normal before. Like the fact that you didn't know what your debts were and you were shocked when you saw them written down that you were buying coffees and doing all these things. And you're like, where is my money going? So many people are living in anxiety because they just have no clue about their money. So what would you tell someone who's in that space, in that mindset of just kind of closing their eyes and not wanting to look at their financial situation, what would you tell them to snap them out of it?
3: I'd say that it's like, okay, to not be normal. Like even once we started our journey, I would talk to friends and I feel like, right, we just live in a culture now that it's like, it's all about me. And like, I deserve like kind of like the treat yourself mentality. And so I would talk to friends and they're like, Taylor, why are you working this hard? Like to pay off all your debt and you're not enjoying like going out to eat. Like I would tell people like, sorry, can't go. Like, that's not really in the budget right now. And they're like, well, are you, are you poor and i'm like no like i have money that's just like not what we're doing right now and they're like well taylor like i want to i work hard so i want to spend that money and so i would just tell them like well we do too but that's why we're working really really hard on this goal for the next 18 months we thought it was going to take longer than that and then after that then we can live you know
2: well, and you're able to say that because you like you said you grew up in a household where you watched paycheck to paycheck happen year over year, and so now you guys are just kind of resetting the game. You're Mm -hmm. saying, okay, we're going to work hard now so that in the future our kids can just have this completely different life than what we grew up with.
5: Yeah, and I'd also add to what Taylor said, just humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, that was the first thing I had to deal with was me. When that first time I went out and DoorDash, I was like, I have a full-time job, why am I doing this? And I just had to remind myself, I got a goal, and this is going to inch me closer to that goal one step at a time and that Mm -hmm. kept me going or like
3: when we would see people like out like they would be eating with their families and i'm kind of like oh no do i hide or do i like say (laughs) hi to them you know so
5: definitely delivering other people's food that smelled really
0: good when we weren't eating out was very (laughs) difficult (laughs) (laughs) but you you guys guys are incredible i'm so proud of you thank you very well done how's it feel to be free Awesome. Amazing. We have we got, options. Amen. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story for sure. A one-year subscription or membership, rather, to Financial Peace University. And also a total money makeover book for you to give away and help somebody get started like you did, uh, like that friend did for you. Very well done. Andrew and Taylor, Baltimore, Maryland area, 58000 paid off in 18 months, making 63 to 85. Rock stars, count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three, two, Three,
3: two, two one. one. We're, We're dead free! Yeah! yeah!
0: <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo! That's how it's done, boys and girls. This is the Ramsey Show. personality is my co-host today. We know a lot of you are scared out there with inflation, debt, recession, interest rates going up, terrified you won't have enough to take care of your family. Well, you shouldn't have to live in that kind of fear. But you do have to get to the point where you say, I've had it, and you're ready to make a change. When you get there, we can help. The way we help you is the best thing we do around here. It's called Financial Peace University. Over 10 million people have learned how to get out of debt, become wealthy and outrageously generous. It's a step-by-step plan, and we're offering it right now at the lowest price we ever have in 35 years. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So stop living in fear. You can do this. We can show you how. Yeah, not only be debt-free. become wealthy. Not only become wealthy, but become outrageously generous and change your family tree. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU, Financial Peace University. RamseySolutions.com slash F-P-U. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee that means even if you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best possible deal.
2: Today's question comes from Lucy in Florida. I'm a senior in college, and I have no student loan debt. Currently, I have enough scholarships and grants to cover about 85% of my expenses, which include my tuition, class materials, and rent. Out of pocket, I pay for my food, toiletries, and car expenses. I work about 19 hours at $14 per hour a week at a student position at my college, which covers the other 15% of my expenses. I am seeing multiple scholarship opportunities that would apply to my senior year award letter should I apply to them. The reason I am hesitant is because I feel comfortable with my financial situation, and I don't want to take the funds from students who might need it more than me. Even if I was able to get 100% of my college expenses covered, I would still keep my student position because it's valuable work experience towards my future career in data analytics. What should I do? Whew, that's an interesting question. Um. I love that you haven't taken out any student loans. I love that you can pay for your tuition. And it doesn't sound like student loans are on the table. So if you feel comfortable continuing to do what you're doing and pay for your expenses and graduating debt free, then I mean, by all means, continue doing it. The fact that you're asking this question makes me think that you feel a little uneasy with taking the scholarships. And if you don't want to, I mean, that's fine. But also, there's nothing ethically or morally wrong. in going for the scholarship. So I really don't think you can go wrong either way.
0: Yeah, you're not doing anything wrong by taking the scholarship. You're a very sweet, kind person and you're not harming someone else, okay? Go get the scholarship, kiddo. Yeah, Go get it. Put the money in the bank. Let it be your uh, insurance policy that you are able to finish up school Um, debt-free. You're a very content person, which also means you have a very high probability of building wealth. It's one of the big ideas that we push all the time is contentment. Um, and you're not a greedy person. You're not a person who sets out to harm others at, you know, or to, or to gain at someone else's expense. And none of that is occurring when you take this scholarship. None of it is occurring. There is bazillions of dollars of scholarships that go unclaimed every year. And so you need to go get this scholarship, as many of them as you can get. And uh, you've done nothing wrong by doing that. They're issuing the scholarship not based on whether or not you need it. They're they're basing it based on the information you give them in the application.
2: Right. Yeah, you're not harming anyone else from pursuing these great opportunities.
0: Absolutely. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Anthony is in Phoenix. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great Dave.
6: How about yourself, sir?
0: Better than I deserve what's up in your world
6: uh so dave i'm i'm really uh kind of lost right now um just give you a little background um twenty eight uh, my wife and I have been married about five years or so Just had a baby in february uh first child um with that I was let go from my previous job and started uh doing HVAC uh, out in Arizona uh but having my daughter made me start paying attention more to my spending a little bit because I want to set her up the correct way and you know I've been looking up how to get out of debt and you always pop up first so I uh, just wanted to get some input. Um, I have about I have the paper here, so I'm, I have nineteen thousand in credit cards, uh, twelve five for student loans, and ten five for a car. And uh, right now I'm, I'm doing an apprenticeship, uh, making about seventeen, uh, but that's supposed to change to about thirty uh, coming this next summer uh, when I turn to a service technician. So, I uh, really, just need some guidance because it's, you know, it's something that I, I wait or stay up till two o'clock in the morning doing bills and worrying, okay, you know, I I know I need another job. It's just more so, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where to begin, honestly.
2: Well, I love that you said what really motivated you to get to thinking about your finances is that baby. Because like you heard in the last Mm -hmm. debt-free scream, the why is so important. And wanting to change your family tree, wanting to leave a legacy for your child. That is an extremely powerful why. Now, are you familiar with the seven baby steps?
6: Um, just from what I saw, I just started looking at them uh, this week. I know that uh, I think baby step one is saving $1,000, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then, so uh, let me
0: ask you this. Does your wife work outside the home? Uh, she does not. She's staying home uh, with the baby at this time. Okay. Then you are. You're going to be working all the yes, time. Yes, I am. Because you're starving yeah, to death. Yeah, yeah. $17 an hour in yes, Phoenix, Arizona for a family of three. You're not going to make it.
6: Yes, sir. You're yeah, not going to make, it. You're not going to make it till
0: next summer. So you're going to be working a lot. Right. You're going to be working like three, four extra jobs, anything, any extra overtime they'll give you at work for double pay, anything you can do to get an income up, got to get the income up, got to get the income up, because you're in a pretty good-sized hole here with about $40,000 worth of debt, and you got a fairly small shovel right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So if you're commit to doing that, uh, then we'll commit to helping you. We have a whole class that you go through with your wife, and uh, mm-hmm. it's 100 bucks to go through it, but I'm going to give it to you free, because I've been right where you are, scared broke with a baby. All uh-huh. right.
6: Thank you. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's going to help. If I give so it to
0: much. you for free, you've got to go through the whole class and your wife, both of you, promise me.
6: Yeah. Yes, I promise you, brother.
0: Okay. And so we'll sign you up for Financial Peace University. That's what we were just talking about there a minute ago. And you can take it online. Okay. You can get the class there. And, and there's a lot of the classes are taught there in Phoenix and local churches. You can plug into one of those. Lots of ways you can do the class, but we'll get you signed up. It won't cost you a dime. And what we're going to teach you is to follow those baby steps that Christina was referring to, get you on a written budget. You began to do that when you're staying up in the middle of the night worrying and writing out your bills. That's the beginning parts of a budget, and you start figuring out that there's not enough coming in. That's why I'm telling you you got to get more coming in. So, yeah, you're going to be door dashing and the pizza delivery or working extra as a side gig on HVAC or whatever it is for a while. Uh, and then when you get to $30 an hour, that's going to help. But that's not going to solve the whole thing. Uh, even then, you're going to still be going a while because uh, you got $40,000 to come up with to be free. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have any payments, this would be a whole lot easier. You'd still need to get your income up, but it'd be a whole lot easier. And that's where we're going to take you to. So hold on, and Kelly will pick up, and we'll get you signed up. Um, you know, the interesting thing is that fear like that, will move you forward. But too much fear like that will paralyze you. So you've got to see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not an oncoming train.
2: Yeah, and that's what I was just thinking when you were talking about how this is going to be a long journey for him. But there is that light at the end of the tunnel. I love that this call is following the previous debt-free scream where it's just such an example of if you have a strong why and you're willing to go through that season of hard, it's going to be so much easier for the rest of your life and for your kids, that beautiful baby that you are fighting for she's going to know a completely different world with money.
0: Absolutely. That's exactly how it works. Christina Ellis, my co-host, James, Andrew, Zach, Ben, Austin, Kelly, all in the booth helping us out, the booth people. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, and we'll be back. here we just launched a brand new audience survey for the ramsey show and we'd love your feedback you could be entered to win a 500 hundred dollar visa gift card no purchase necessary take the survey at ramseysolutions.com slash survey